Welcome to the Inspire Your Audience podcast, where Christian speakers get real advice from other Christian speakers. Here's the host of the show, Jeremy G. Woods. Welcome to the Inspire Your Audience podcast. This is the host, Jeremy Woods, and we're here today with Kate Yerebu, and this is our sixth episode. So Kate, can you tell us more about yourself? Hello. Um, thank you so much, uh, Jeremy Woods, for inviting me to your inspired, inspire your audience. So my name is Kate Urebu. I'm originally from Nigeria, but I'm based in the United in United Kingdom, London to be precise. I'm a motivational speaker, I'm a life coach, I'm a self-publishing author and a publisher, and I'm a strategic consultant. I'm the author of the book of the best-selling book, Triumph in the Midst of Adversity, a book where I shared my life struggles and my eight key strategies that I've applied to handle my adversity that have led to ultimate triumph. And uh, to begin, uh, what's your testimony? How do you, how do you become a Christian? My background, my great-grandparent, my grandfather is a Christian, but my mom, whom I grew up with, wasn't a Christian. But um, we started going to church with our tenants. And uh, after some years, when we grew up, we wanted to, we wanted to continue in, that, um, in, in the, the faith. But my mom, mm-hmm. not being a believer, didn't find that quite funny at the time. So when we went to uni, when we had to leave the house, that was much easier for us to choose what we wanted to do. So I started going to church. And when I finished uni, I gave my life to Christ. I did my baptism when I started living on my own. Mm-hmm. Because she felt at the time we're living with her, when we go to church, as if we are disregarding her God. That's the way she saw it. She felt we're disrespecting her as well but when i left the house it was a great opportunity that was in 1998 i gave my life to christ fully i I was in a church where they actually teach you about holiness because i see Mm -hmm. christians even when i was not baptized i I see christians who who their parents were born in a church they go to church but they were still dating still having you know relationship you know that is ungodly but in that Mm -hmm. church i was uh, I learned that when you are a Christian, there are certain things you can do. So even if you are in this world, you are not of this world. That was when I learned mm-hmm. how to be, how to start living a holy life, to baptize and to actually live as a Christian, not just going to church and doing the same thing that the people of the world are doing. Mm-hmm. And that was my, a turning point for me, really. And that was how uh, frequent illness I used to have when I was much younger, when I was living with my mom, that stopped you know, drastically when I gave my life to Christ. Amen. And uh, so how, how did you get involved in uh, speaking to, uh, as a Christian speaker? What led me to speaking is adversity. Uh, I've been through several mm-hmm. adverse situations in my life. Um, I speak in as a Christian, I also speak to um, people who are non-Christians as well because mm-hmm. we host events here in London as well and everybody that attends is not a Christian. But the, the speak, um, being a motivational speaker, what actually moved me to speak as, um, uh, to the Christian body as well is that as Christians, we, you know, we are one of the religion that actually find that as a Christian that we, we fail to actually, you know, follow suit what Jesus Christ have actually done on the earth and we struggle a lot of our Christians struggle 
to actually follow the step of Jesus. I've looked at other religion, you know, people who are the children of the devil, they follow the devil. If the devil tell them to kill, they kill. If the devil tell them to do anything, they do it. They don't, they don't you know, struggle to do it. But mm-hmm. Jesus Christ came to this earth. All he practiced here was love, charity, you know, care, you know, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. being in church, I don't really see that as something that's so common with many Christians today who have begun to live like, you know, live a selfish life, you know, want to do like other people, but we still claim that we are Christians. And also, another thing that pushed me to be speaking as a Christian speaker is that Christ, as Christians, we need to know that we have a part to play. We cannot be expecting God or putting blames on ministers if we don't achieve our potentials in life. Because I believe that God has created us as human beings, He's taking time to create us in His own likeness and image and giving us a brain that is packed with multi-billion cells because, it's, because much is expected of us. So if as a Christian, you, you have a faith that you're a Christian, you're a believer, you, you claim the faith, you believe that you don't put you know, any effort, you don't take action, because the Bible even made it clear that you know, faith without work is dead. But today you can see Christians who confess Jesus Christ, but we don't want to take action, we don't want to actually make a difference, we don't want to do anything differently, but we want God to just you know, throw miracles and like manners you know, onto us as he did in the past. Mm-hmm. So that is what I really get across to to Christians that as a Christian, there's that much is expected of us. There are things we need to do, and there are things God needs to do for us. We are humans, and God is a spirit being. He's not going to come on this earth as a human being to come and help us with some basic things that we need to do. Just like you and I now, you have your show. I'm here, I have my company, I'm running. I know that. In my business, this uh, I need to give excellent service to my customers. I need to promote myself. I need to train. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the things that Christians need to learn. Many of our Christians, you know, Christianity is not laziness. Christianity is not mm-hmm. a place where you sit and fold your arms and God does everything. Because when I hear some Christians, you know, sisters and brothers speak, it seems to me that, God actually have to do everything for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. God is not going to, when God say that um, it, all, it is finished, that is there for us all the time, it is not telling us to be lazy. Mm-hmm. I, the, word, the word I normally use is this. I say, if God wanted us not to do anything, he would have just given us a brain of a goat. He wouldn't waste his time to create us like himself. He would just create us like other animals and give us a brain of a goat or a sheep. So, because much, much will not be expected, but God will not take his time to create us as himself and give us this brain that is packed with, you know, multi-billion cells. And we actually underestimate who we are. So I, I believe that Christians, we need to know who we are in Christ and we need to know that much is expected of us. Do you have a routine you do before a speaking engagement? And if so, what is that routine? Okay, I, what I do is just that pray. I just ask God to to actually guide me and to give me the right words to talk about, to be able to connect with my audience. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And I connect, I speak, you know, even in my house, as if I'm speaking to the audience, I really, you know, fire myself up, get myself prepared mm-hmm. to actually impact my audience. Mm-hmm. And what's your favorite Bible verse and why? It's Romans, um, Romans 8.28. Mm-hmm. 
And the reason why is that uh, in life, sometimes we go through challenging times and they can be very overwhelming. But uh, knowing that all things work together for good, you know, for them that love God is, some, is a verse actually, you know, tapped into in the journey of my adversity. When, when everyone around you, people you thought they would be there with you when you're going through difficulties, when they disappoint you, when you think your back is against the wall, that was one verse I actually looked into and I said, listen, this Bible verse is not just there for me to read. This is, this is what I truly believe, that uh, all things have worked together, all things that I'm going through now is going to work together for my good. Mm-hmm. So even before I became a motivational speaker, I actually believed that everything I was going through being uh, unemployment, being a sibling rivalry, and uh, all those challenges mm-hmm. I've been through that's going to work together for my good. Mm-hmm. And uh, today now, standing here, I must say that I'm actually turning my pain to profit. I'm turning all my adverse situation now to support other people. Mm-hmm. That's why I can stand here and say I'm a motivational speaker because if I had crumbled in my adversity, I wouldn't be able to encourage anyone. Mm-hmm. And that's my wife's and I, uh, my wife's and my verse as well. Uh, it's actually, we got married on August 28th, like 0828. All right. Oh, congratulations. And what's your favorite Christian quote outside of the Bible? The, the one I have, which is my favorite, is that uh, there was never a time God promised us, I promised us that we will not go through difficulties. That's one of my quotes. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more my favorite. But all this has promised us is that it's going to be with us in the, mm-hmm. in, in our, in the midst of our adversity. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I really, you know, one of the quotes I really hold on to strongly. Mm-hmm. And what person in the Bible other than Jesus do you most like or relate to? The person I relate to is uh, King Solomon. There are several mm-hmm. of them, but King Solomon, because uh, he asks for wisdom. And I believe that wisdom is indeed a principal thing. For me now, as a person, as an individual, I have degrees, I have a BA, mm-hmm. two BSCs, I have MBA, but the wisdom that God has given to me, when I tapped into it, I, it came to a time in my life, I actually realized that God's wisdom supersedes everything. I don't really need them. I said on my last video that I can actually trade my degrees now. <laughs> if someone needs them, I could trade them away. Because what I actually realized is that God's wisdom is so powerful when you tap into it when you obey it we listen to it it's more than anything that's what brought my second book also and my first book that i wrote it was god that gave me the title as well but at the time because i was still you know dwelling in my pain i was still thinking like so many people out there i ignored it i was pursuing my dream my science background was something I was so passionate about. That's what I was pursuing. But looking back now and looking at where I am today, what I'm doing, I've never had this kind of fulfillment, this kind of enthusiasm, kind of energy doing what I'm doing, you know, impacting people's life as, as I did when I was working in the hospitals, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a scientist. So I must say that, yeah, that's one of the, the, the greatest for me. And as far as speaking or otherwise, what are your aspirations? My aspirations in life is to actually be a a Christian who will show a good example as a true Christian and um, prove that uh, the Bible is is a real um, 
word of God. So leave it and believe that even as a Christian doing the right thing, you can still, you know, be relevant in life. You can still be uh, fulfilled. You can, you can be successful. You can be like all, all the celebrities out there that uh, God does not, uh, uh, prom you know, want us to be limited in any form. So that is the life I want to live. I want to live a life that, you know, that will show to people that you don't have to be one of those people that keep yourself half nude on social media first before you can be famous, before you can be a celebrity, but you can truly be a child of God and be decent mm -hmm. and still live a fulfilled life and still be a celebrity and still be relevant to your society. With that, I'll be able to, you know, do the humanitarian work that um, I've had in my mind to do which I'm doing lead to in my own pace now, but when I get to that level, I'll be able to do it in a bigger, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, form. What has been your biggest challenge as a speaker and how have you overcome that challenge? Biggest challenge as a speaker uh, is, is, what can I say is my biggest challenge now? I, I believe um, the challenge I, I could see as a speaker was when my daughter was, you know, her home for a year. In as much as I wanted to be out there, I was invited to speak. I realized that um, having a child with disability and not being in school, no matter how much I wanted to do it, I couldn't. And that one opened my eyes to do, you know, some other things in my business as well. Because if you can't really go out there, if this happens again, and this was for one year, then what, you know, what else can you do? to prevent this from happening to you. That was a big challenge. I realized that to actually go to speak at events, I actually have mm -hmm. to travel. I have to leave the house, mm -hmm. which I didn't really think of before that a, a thing like that could come up because usually a couple of months you should be in school according to this curriculum here and the system how it operates. But she was kept at home. So that was a huge challenge for me as a speaker. And mm -hmm. also, um, Speaking, some, some speaking is something I just um, really love to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Even when I didn't have a good sleep, there was a time I spoke at an event in London and uh, my daughter kept me up till that morning and I was really feeling exhausted. I felt I, I, I'm not being able to, I'm not going to be able to make it because I felt I would be falling asleep. But something told me, no, Kate, you can do it. And when I got there, I spoke mm -hmm. and everyone came to me and said, Kate, that was a great speech, that was a great speech. And I was telling myself that if only I knew from the beginning that um, speaking is something that God has actually given to me. What advice do you have for Christian speakers, especially the ones that are starting out and also the ones that, that, are, uh, that are, have speaking engagements and are wanting to improve? Okay. Uh, speak, uh, the, the advice that we have for speakers out there is um, that um, you, should, you should be real. You should just be yourself. You should be an authentic speaker. Sometimes uh, people might want to be like others, but in, for you to be the best as a speaker, you actually have to be true to yourself, know who you truly are, and look for that which, you know, which really matters to you, something that you are interested in or it's something that is maybe a, a thing that you can, a, a gap, either a gap you can see in the system or uh, in churches or something that you're actually passionate about. Those should be your key 
points mm -hmm. to speak on then after that you can elaborate on other things so you should just be yourself just believe in what you know even when people tell you oh that doesn't really sound nice because if you believe in it and uh, you do the work and you're willing to be the best that you can be you actually you know be the best in in your speaking uh, engagement i remember when i started speaking as uh, and the uh, one of the group I belong then um, in London here asked me, what are your, you know, key audience? What do you speak about? Me? And I said, adversity. And it was like, oh, what is adversity? Who are going to adversity? People don't ask. <laughs> but now I have seen several companies now that have adversity as a subject of speaking. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is that people often want to get clarification, approval from people. Mm -hmm. before they actually believe in themselves so when if you if your speaking subject is or the niche you want to speak on is something that you're really passionate about don't really worry about what you you know people your friends or families are telling you if you truly believe in it do your research and run with it and always speak with authenticity authenticity don't try to be someone else just be real and connect with your audience if you the type that have butterflies in your stomach whenever you speak just visualize that you're speaking to one person that you love so much and you're so comfortable with maybe your partner or your child somebody you know you're very free well your close friend mm -hmm. and you have the image of that in your mind and even when you're looking at the stage of one million people because you've put that image in front of you you overcome that uh, um, butterflies. And also, when you're speaking as a speaker, don't think that you're trying to impress someone because that, those are the things that could make you to, you know, really worry whether you're good or not or you're panicking or you're sweaty. There's no need for that. The way I see myself as a speaker is that, listen, I am going there with the experience I've got, with the wisdom I've got, and I'm going there to share what I know I, I have to help other people. Mm -hmm. So when I do that, I don't, I'm not trying to impress. I'm not looking at um, myself as someone who's going to make any mistake or panicking or rejecting. I don't fidget when I speak. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. see it as an opportunity to actually serve, you know, people. Is that is an opportunity for you to actually help people out there who need, mm -hmm. you know, your help. So if you are helping someone, you can't be afraid. You should be, you know, it should be something that you're looking forward to doing, that you're helping someone out there, you know, with what you know, what you've learned from life. So that is what I do, you know, and that's what I, the advice I can give to you as a speaker out there, that when you're speaking, even if you're speaking to a stage of one person, one million people, don't see it as any different. Just go there and be real with yourself and know that you are going there to help with mm -hmm. the ideas you already have and to share what you know and you're not going there to impress anyone mm -hmm. and also great. dress for the occasion as well it's always mm -hmm. good you dress for the occasion thank you for great advice thank you so much Kate. Podcast. thank you first -time listener, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this from or if you're tuning in on youtube be sure to subscribe to this channel also please share this podcast episode with christian speakers that you know if you're a christian speaker I want to be interviewed as a guest on this show. You can fill out our scheduler at inspireyouraudience.com slash podcast. If you're a Christian speaker and would like the platform audit, visit inspireyouraudience.com slash start dash here. 
We offer four packages for Christian speakers to help them build their platform. The book Inspire Your Audience, the ultimate guide to building your speaking platform will be coming soon. We also have started a small but growing community for Christian speakers. To learn more, please visit inspireyouraudience.com community. Also, if you're still listening and can help with the project my wife and I have started, please do so. We're raising money for three children's homes to be built by 2023 and that will house a total of 18 abandoned children. Our nonprofit, Potter Sauce Ministries, is based in Romania in my wife's hometown. To learn more about how you and your church can help, please visit www.pottersauceministries.org. Thank you for your support, and may you have a blessed day.